Hey guys, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, this is TNT Thursday Night Throwdown on Friday, uh, episode, yeah, episode number 16. I wonder if in 16 episodes that we've done this, whether or not I've gotten one perfect show. Probably not, but uh, yeah, Sean shaking his head. No, alongside me, of course, for those on audio not watching the video, Sean Bates of the Scumbags of Wrestling is alongside me. As always, Sean, how's your week been? Uh, not too bad. It actually did uh, go by really good. Even though we had the uh, rain and can sometimes bring you down, it uh, went by decently. Yeah, so this is episode 16, Friday, May the 1st. Uh, took a little bit of a hiatus yesterday from doing the show, so we are back tonight. Uh, two reasons. Number one is because of the fact, like I said, I wanted to take a little bit of hiatus yesterday. had some uh, parental stuff to attend to. Uh, number two is the fact is before this show, we uh, had done our very first Fantasy Warfare tournament. Episode number one focused on the Ontario Independent Wrestling Tag Teams. Uh, Sean, you want to go over just uh, your thoughts on the show itself as well as uh, who the actual winner of the show was? Yeah, I thought it was a decent uh, first kick at the can. I uh, came up with this concept a couple of weeks ago. Thought it'd be awesome to uh, put out there as Patreon. As uh, we described at the end of the show, Patreon money is going to go to charity. But our uh, tournament had uh, some of the top teams that have competed in Ontario over the last while, including A1, Originals, Revolt, Empire, SSB, uh, physical attraction, bear country, hell out, beefcake, butcher and blade, fire flight, bay watch, TDT, uh, dirty bets, pillars, uh, well oiled machines, kill screen, and uh, space pirates. And by the time the three of us talked it all down and did our voting over a 90 minute period, we came up with bear country being the winner. Now, you're gonna have to tune in if you weren't there, uh, live with us this, uh, about two hours ago when we started it all, but you can go back and see how we got it all the way to bear country winning. Yeah. So as Sean was talking about the first show is live and free. It was live and free. It is available for free right now on YouTube as well as Facebook. Uh, I will do the audio version uh, sometime tonight. I'll put the links up for that, uh, obviously on anchor, Spotify, Google podcasts, and so and so forth. Um, but it was a good show. Uh, any future episodes that we do will be available on our Patreon account, which we will touch base on at the very end of this episode. So in saying that, we got two people to bring on with us. Number one will be Steven. Steven was part of the very first Fantasy Warfare Tournament show. Steven, how would, uh, how did you think the uh, show take place? And uh, are you looking forward to uh, future episodes there? I, I think it went really well for our first uh, episode. I mean, there wasn't as much arguing as I think there will be in future episodes i just have i have funny feeling hey chris I, I just have this funny feeling between me and you it's all in good fun i can live with that yeah that is a kenny omega shirt i am wearing behind me up on that top shelf there is a kenny omega as well so i am a huge fan of omega you just get used to it but yeah i can see us having uh debates uh you know uh when it comes to some of the uh the stuff that we're uh we're thinking about talking about in future shows and stuff like that uh won't keep you waiting any longer and actually well he was on now he's nope he's still there okay jonesy you with us yeah i was just petting my cat <laughs> i was about to bring you on so all of a sudden you went disappeared i was like oh no well, wait no there he is jones how's your week been yeah not bad Boring, but you know. surviving though. Oh yeah, surviving. Been doing some drawing. You know, right now I'm working on family ties here. There we go. 
We're getting there. Steven and Elise. <laughs> it's funny how I remember that. Most people just remember Alex P. Keaton. But um, anyways, first topic we are going to talk about tonight. I don't know if you guys heard about this. This comes from Slam Wrestling. According to wrestling legend and jack-of-all-trades, Dutch Mantel, the WWE is being sold. Mantel tweeted out today, huge news. Any truth to this? Overheard directly at a WWE Stanford that this is a deal that's being negotiated to sell the WWE and the network to ESPN and Fox by as early as mid-May. So Dirty Dutch Mantel is basically going and saying that the WWE and the network are going to be sold. Do you guys think there's any truth to this? Um, network, I can see yes. But as far as the company itself goes, do you guys ever see this being true as far as Vince McMahon owning the company before he passes away goes? I don't think there's any way this is true, especially in the climate we're at right now. I, I How do you even value anything at this point? Like, what's the value of the company right now? I mean, I, could it be true? Possibly. I, I agree with you, Chris. I think if anything's going to be sold, I think it's the network. But I, I don't think WWE is being sold. Jonesy? There, there's so many different theories you could come up for this. I heard this about th- two or three weeks ago, but I believe it involved Disney buying them. Um, I would not be surprised if WWE is sold soon. Uh, but to who and exactly how much? It makes some sense if he stole WWE because then he would have more than enough money to back making movies and actually be able to compete. I'm sure he would still own a certain percentage of it, but I'm, I bet you he's looking to sell uh, like the TV rights and just like you, whoever wants, is going to give me the most money. Here's the TV rights. I can definitely see that. Uh, and hey, if they did in fact sell the WWE and someone else got it, then AEW will be going, yay, 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 yay. <laughs> oh, they will. They'll go yay. <laughs> oh, you get uh, Stephen cracking up over here. Sean, what, what are your thoughts as a hardcore WWE fan as far as whether or not it's going to happen? I mean, network, will we ever see the WWE ever get sold to anybody outside of the McMahon family? Okay, so let's start at the beginning with what you said. I'll get to what you just mentioned, though. Dutch Mantel supposedly heard this. He's not even with the company. How is he reporting things that, oh, I heard this is happening and this is happening? That's like listening to uh, Dave Meltzer getting a phone call from Terry Taylor and uh, reporting things as factual. Now, I'll go back also. There was a bar here in London years ago that was up for sale. And people were like, oh, my God, Tim Best is selling his bar. And the quote he put in was the uh, report, I believe, was the fact that, yes, he has a business. It's always going to be for sale. He'll own it until somebody gives him the right amount of money to have him leave. The same thing with Vince McMahon or any other business. Every business is for sale. They just have to pay the right price. Will it uh, ever sell? Who knows? I would uh, like it not to sell because, you know, that's already three generations with Vince owning it. 
you still have Stephanie and Shane, and then their kids. Like, this should be an ongoing legacy for the family to keep on going in this business. Now, selling off parts of it? Sure, why not? If you can get somebody else to uh, do a better job with it than what you're doing, why not? And if you can make some money, that's good business. You know, so like we said, the libraries and stuff could go to, say, a Disney or whatever, and they probably wouldn't be on Disney Plus, but they'd be on like the ESPN version of their on-demand service. Or if uh, Fox or NBC were to do it, like it's going to make the money. They bought all the uh, WCW library for dirt cheap. Imagine trying to sell that back off and making money off it. Because right now, unless you're paying for the network and watching it, and a lot of the stuff that's being watched is new content, not the old content. It's not being used. So why not make money off of what you already have? So I get a comment and a separate question. Uh, I love the fact you compared Vince McMahon to Tim Best. <laughs> <laughs> Jones is shaking his head. Steven, I'm not sure Steve if you're sure. in business. Um, so <laughs> Tim Best, owned, yeah, Sean is right. He used to own a bar here in London. Uh, but the fact is he was also the former mayor's husband who might have gotten a little bit of shit at one point in time. So um, not to say that Vince, Vince McMahon world. hasn't. Yeah. So not to say that Vince McMahon hasn't gotten to some shit or is anything involved in political. But the, uh, the fact remains is this. So WWE stays as a whole. McMahon family still owns it. WWE Network gets sold off, whatever the case is. Are you guys as wrestling fans, WWE fans, WWF fans, whatever the case may be, willing to pay more for, say, a tiered system as far as the WWE network goes if you get more exclusive content than what they already have? And I'm talking maybe putting Progress Wrestling on there, doing monthly Evolve pay-per-views, whatever the case may be. Are you interested in paying anything more, but at the same time, say like losing WrestleMania and having to pay, again, old-fashioned pay-per-view style to get these events as opposed to having them on the network for free for like $14.99 or whatever the case may be. So I, I guess are you guys willing to pay more for the network for exclusive content? And what are your thoughts on potentially having to pay for pay-per-views again? Well, I I don't pay for pay-per-views ever. It's not worth it. Uh, I'd rather go to a show live. Uh, as, as, okay. Dutch Martel, I got to go back to that for a second. I met that guy. I met that guy in London before a, a show. Hilarious as hell, but I wouldn't believe a word coming out of his mouth. Um, he confessed to some murders in Toronto uh, in the Arby's. I, I know he was joking, but <laughs> he, he he's an odd duck. But uh, uh, I think the WWF hasn't been the WWF in years. The same as... Before, when it was three W's, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he just sells it and the rest of his family starts anew. Because it doesn't mean that he's going to sell NXT. They could come up with a whole new wrestling thing. Or they could be getting rid of it so that it will devalue itself. Disney won't, or whoever buys it won't know what the hell to do with it. And then they'll be able to end up uh, buying it cheap again. Uh, as a fan, I don't give a crap what they do. Uh, again, it hasn't been WWF in years for me. Uh, yeah. Steven or Sean? 
I'm okay with rebuying the big four pay-per-views again. I mean, I remember doing it as a kid right through my teenage and early 20s. You would buy – I mainly bought the big four, but, I mean, if they advertised it right, you'd buy the odd secondary pay-per-view. I don't see anything selling. If they were to, if they were to tier the network better, I'd be more willing. I – don't necessarily care about the new exclusive content. I want the old NWA, Smoky Mountain, uh, all the old content that they have that they just don't put up enough of. Um, I mean, I would probably watch some of the newer content, but if they could have a tier where you could just buy the old content, I would be buying that, but it's hard to watch. On the network yeah i uh occasionally go back and watch some of the older stuff i do watch the uh newer uh things because i like the uh, documentaries that they're able to put together and that's actually some of the stuff that my wife will actually watch um ever since jonesy and i got her to watch uh, beyond the mat but you know at least with that i wouldn't mind the uh tier system as uh, you pointed out uh, chris putting on some of the uh, things like Evolve and Progress. And who knows, maybe uh, you deal with somebody up here in uh, Canada or Ontario, whether it's uh, Destiny or Smash or something like that, and uh, have you know, the global localization, a thing that Triple H uh, mentioned years ago, wanting to try and do. As for paying for the uh, major um, events, maybe if they were put back into that sort of system, they would become more of the attraction that they originally were intended to be and have uh, bigger matchups or whatever. Like, yeah, they, they're able to do great with uh, stacking a card for WrestleMania, but imagine putting the fact that you have to put more money into it. You want to put on the best show possible to get that money out of my wallet. And imagine what that show would be like. All right. So a last point of topic on this and just a simple yes or no answer. Uh, WrestleMania, should it be one night or two? Sean, yes or no? Two. Steven? Two. Jonesy? Two. <laughs> With emphasis right there. All right. We're going to move on. So... With all the news taking place, um, uh, the month of April, obviously May has hit, but the same sort of stuff is taking place as well. So announced uh, recently, ROH canceling all June live events and Madison Square Garden house show po uh, postponed for the second time and WWE Tour of Australia and New Zealand po uh, postponed as well. So we go from there, the show is being either canceled or postponed to more releases taking place, which have uh, uh, come to surface last week or so. Uh, guys, your thoughts on Kane Velasquez being released, Gerald Briscoe being part of the furloughs, as well as WWE releasing Curtis Axel. And I think that came out yesterday. Um, I think of all of this, Kane Velasquez, he's MMA. I mean, he should have been part of commentary or teaching you guys how to do their thing. Uh, Gerald Briscoe, notice I said the word furlough beside him because the fact is it's a temporary layoff without pay. He's Vince McMahon's buddy. He's notorious for being known in wrestling, NWA, WWE, WWF, whatever you want to call it. Um, but I think the biggest one of those three releases is going to be Curtis Axel, Michael McGillicotti, uh, Mr. Perfect Son. Are we finally going to get to see him full potential someplace else? And does he go to Japan? Does AEW pick him up? 
And I guess the secondary question with regards to Curtis Axel is whoever picks them up, are they going to be able to use them properly? Uh, Stephen, maybe we'll start with you. Uh, it, Kane Velasquez doesn't surprise me. I mean, I wasn't a super fan of his one match. Um, I was actually kind of surprised he wasn't in the first round. Um, Gerald Briscoe didn't even know he was still with the company, but it doesn't surprise me. Um, Curtis Axel, I'm excited to see if he can land somewhere and actually be used to his potential because he is Mr. Perfect Son. They've kicked him around way too much. I mean, I think when he, they gave him the push in the IC title, he had he showed that he was Mr. Perfect Son, and you could see it. And then it just went downhill from there. So I don't know if he lands with AW because there's so many releases. But I think uh, I would assume that he, it's if it's not AW, it's Impact or ROH. But I would guess that he's going to get picked up by one of the other three. Sean, here's a guy that won the Intercontinental Championship on Father's Day, I believe. Um, the Rock once said that he was one of his uh, best training partners as far as when he, Rock was wrestling full-time. Um, what are your thoughts on uh, uh, Curtis Axel being released and where are we going to see him? Well, he's 40 years old now. Hard to believe uh, that he's actually that old. Uh, he spent 13 years his whole career with WWE because he got discovered or got the bug when he was uh, part of inducting his dad into the Hall of Fame during uh, WrestleMania 23 weekend in Detroit. And I think his sister's also doing it. Yeah, it, I think it's a little bit of mismanagement, uh, especially using the name Michael McGillicuddy. I think that might have possibly been his mother's maiden name, they say is why he got that, not just because of it being used for Buell of McGillicuddy and stuff like that. But, yeah, he should have been treated more like a Hennig, uh, used the legacy like they did with Randy Orton. But I don't know if it was WD creative or he didn't have it uh, to the degree that a guy like Orton had. Uh, where he lands from here, I could see him possibly going a bit old school and we already saw that with his name going with Curtis Axel honoring his dad and grandfather so why not be Joe Hennig in the NWA yeah in the I, NWA. Second, I, I second that motion <laughs> well I never even thought of the NWA, but that would, uh, I mean, when you think about the guys who are part of the NWA, James Storm, Eli Drake, um, Nick Aldis, I mean, they're, they're making a name for themselves again over there. So it's, uh, it would be interesting. Uh, speaking about making a name for themselves, Ginger Mahal, Ginger Mahal returned on Monday Night Raw this past Monday. Uh, I was like, what the hell? And then I was like, you know what? Here's a guy who I, again, same, we're talking about McGillicuddy, you know, Curtis Axel, but the fact is, Here's a guy who I thought had all the potential in the world, and then all of a sudden he gets injured, he gets the title ripped off of him, whatever the case might be. Is he in? Will we ever see Jinder Mahal be anything more than what he is right now again? I mean, here's a guy you talk about Randy Orton, and Jinder Mahal defeated Randy Orton for the you know his championship, but uh, uh, he's Canadian, so obviously I'm a little bit biased. But the fact is, do you guys think that Jinder Mahal is kind of one and done at this point? Um, do you think once COVID ends and WWE is back to normal, do you think we're going to be seeing this guy on regular television? Um, 
And as well as uh, why is he back? Is it just a, a time filler, so to speak? Jones? Could be a time filler. I mean, where else is he going to go right now? So if he's able to uh, uh, compete, he might as well. Uh, and, I, yeah, I like one and done. I Jinder Mahal. Oh, woo Steven? Thoughts, Steven or Sean? Uh, I'm torn. I mean, as a heel, he's got – they had such a good opportunity, and then he got injured or whatever. I mean, he has come back from 3MB because that could have ended his career. I mean, we'll see where they go, but – I'm not holding hope, but he could be a really good heel mid card or upper mid card. He's got, depending on how, where the WWE goes with this character, if they could put a mouthpiece with him, because I find him boring as hell to listen to. But if they had that right, what was, what was the guy, what was his name? The guy that was the mouthpiece for Muhammad Hassan. He's wrestled off and on. Oh, Devare. Yeah, someone like that who could... He just got furlong. But is Sanjay Dutt still working? Yeah, well, someone like that. Someone in that vein, that would be very interesting. They, I mean, they have enough managers that they could... Robert Stone or... Um, what the hell's the guy with the two... The new tag team in NXT? Well, I can't remember. He was in ROH before. Stokely Hathaway? Yeah, yeah, yeah. whatever his new name is. and I mean, they have options. I would love – it's very tough to say what they're going to do with Jinder Mahal, but, I mean, they've taped – how many – what did they tape, two or three weeks? So, uh, they taped uh, just this past uh, – this next Monday, May 4th. Yeah, but how many weeks did they tape ahead? That's it. Just one more week? Yeah, they did live this past Monday and then uh, recorded uh, May 4th. And then they'll be back uh, at the Performance Center or wherever uh, May 11th. So we'll know within the next week or two how they're going to use them. Maybe it's where MVP steps up and starts building his stable. There we go. There's another one that could be the mouthpiece. Who Who's entertaining? He couldn't wrestle worth a lick, but he's got a mouth on him. As far as your question with uh, Jinder Mahal goes, um, I think, once again, he is right place, right time, just like with his uh, title uh, the reign that he had because he was in the right place and the right nationality when they were trying to do the Indian deal. Now, in this case, if you look at some of the people who were let go and the fact that he's there and wasn't one of the people let go, it brings back to the discussion of do we know why some of these people were let go? Were they willing to travel and uh, work during this situation? Were they uh, wanting to originally get out like uh, Maria and uh, Mike Bennett? They wanted out originally, so they were given the opportunity to get out. Uh, Gallows and Anderson had wanted out, but then they resigned. So some of these people had discussions to probably leave under different circumstances, not just, oh, thanks for coming. Here's your uh, last check. Bye-bye. 
Jinder Mahal is in the right place where he's probably said, yes, I will travel. I will be there. Whether he's coming down to Florida and staying there and wanting to be a part of the show, he's there. They need a uh, another heel on the show right now, especially for Monday Night Raw. But I had a discussion also with Nathan uh, during this week uh, at work. And if you notice, there's a lot of top stars missing from Monday Night Raw right now. Stuff People like Orton, Edge, Becky Lynch, uh, Kevin Owens. They're all not there. Is this almost a way, like, we heard forever of wanting a union and a season. Well, if they're cycling in and out, you need certain people in to do this chunk of time while these guys are gone and then they'll move in. So Jinder Mahal is in the right place, right time, and he's willing to work. So that leads up to another point. Does wrestling need an off-season then? I wouldn't say an off-season, but if they're able to cycle people through, because if you saw all the build-up to WrestleMania, had those people that I mentioned, Edge, Orton, Becky, and Kevin Owens and all them, and they were there. They did their thing. They're going home. They're yeah, keeping safe, keeping healthy. The other people like... Uh, McIntyre, uh, Seth, and them are on cycle two, if you want to call it that, and they're still around. But now you've brought in people like Andrade and uh, Jinder Mahal. So if you can find a way of cycling in one month and off another month without being off totally in a season mode, then you got people resting and you got people still performing, and you have 52 weeks of shows. I tell you this. So I'm, I, I don't mind Jinder Mahal, but I, I get what you're saying. And one of the things that you're talking about, as far as you know, this new wrestling goes, the fact is, Lena Vega has this new faction on Monday Night Raw now, and I'm actually a fan of them. The downside is, is this. So when you talk about what's going on in wrestling ratings wise, everything else, WWE Raw ratings down again, big third hour drops. They are close to the lowest rating they've ever had in the history of the show. Um, and, and, you know, it's, they're working with what they have. The unfortunate thing is fans aren't buying it or they just, they're turning off, uh, SmackDown again, low ratings, uh, um, dark side of the ring is taking place. They drew high ratings for the Dr. D David Schultz, um, episode that took place this past Tuesday. And I, when I was looking at it, I was like, okay, that's something that's never going to draw. And the next thing you know, it's got the second highest ratings in the series history. Um, uh, do you guys care as far as, you know, uh, who's in the ring? No one is WWE product because simply because of the fact that it's COVID-19 taking place right now. They're doing with what they can. Now, when saying that AEW, on the other hand, is basically the same 10 people on these shows and still kicking NXT's butts right now with the same talents. But when you're talking about their talents, they still got the Dustin Rhodes. They got Kenny Omega. Uh, they have, you know, uh, Cody. They have... Um, uh, Wardlow, who's stepping in, this and that. Um, if you were to take a pick right now, who's got more talent, AEW on TV or WWE NXT on TV, who would you choose? And are they doing the best they can with what they have? Who has the best talent? WWE NXT. Are they doing the best job with it? No. Um, I think NXT minus the horseshit tag match that I watched a couple weeks ago has been doing really well. I mean, this last week wasn't bad. Like it was actually good. I enjoyed the Dustin Rhodes, um, 
Lance Archer match. I've enjoyed some of the matches. They just they'll have four or five weeks that are great. No, I will not let it go. Because what happens is they do four or five weeks of great TV and they do something dumb. And then they start all over. It seems it'll be interesting to see their live show this Wednesday coming up. Because it'll be their first live show in two months, I think. Six weeks. Yeah, about that. So to see what, what they do what talent they have. Um, so, I mean, it'll be interesting to see what they can, if they, if they can get away from the dumb shit and do what they're good at, they'll, they'll do really well. It will. I mean, WWE has got way more talent. Let, let's not fool ourselves. They've got what? 200 plus raw wrestlers on the main roster in NXT. Of course, they're going to have more talent, but I mean, I think AEW is doing a better job with what they have. All right. So quick pick for you guys. Uh, just uh, uh, which one? Uh, the revival to AEW or Zack Ryder to AEW, which uh, has you more excited? Revival. Sorry, the revolt. Sean? Uh, yeah, probably revolt, but uh, like to see them hold off till uh, at least probably the twenty third uh, when they, if they have the young bucks uh, on that show, maybe just have the revolt revival, whatever they want to be called, staying there and scouting and watching and not interacting yet, just making an appearance. Uh, going back to what you were questioning and the difference, I think. A lot of the numbers are going down for a number of reasons. People are, even though WD and AEW, for that matter, are trying to be an alternative from what's going on and a break from reality, people are still watching news updates constantly to see what's going on, to be up to date and informed. So a lot of news things are getting more ratings that way. But as far as the losing the... Uh, viewership for uh, wrestling when you have people like waiting john pollock uh Meltzer, uh even uh bischoff and uh jason agnew and all them others uh saying oh i'm watching this show but it just doesn't feel right because there's no crowd people who believe and listen to these guys religiously start then getting turned off by those comments and they don't watch because there's no crowd. I get it. AEW kind of has the edge because they're throwing in some workers in the barricade area and they're creating the noise and WD has not done that. Now there's a report that Florida might allow some crowd be there and see some noise. But if people are turned off by the fact that there's nobody there, then yeah, they're going to tune out and just keep up on what's going on storyline-wise by going to the dirt sheets, by going to YouTube. WDE uh, shoots themselves in the foot by putting up clips of everything that they do instead of making people want to watch. It's not must-see TV, and that's another drag down of the crowd because you can get it anytime in short form instead of having to sit through three hours. 
Yeah, very I think, true. I mean, oh, go ahead. It's okay. Uh, as far as the ratings, I, th I think it's, uh, um, uh, oh, I lost my track for a second. Um, I, I think it's, big, uh, I can't remember now. Ah, that's my brain. It just. Jalen's having a seniors moment. I am. <laughs> that's why I got to write right. stuff down. So, to anybody that forgot, you're watching, listening to episode 16 of TNT, the Thursday Night Throwdown. It's Friday, May the 1st, uh, special edition this week. Um, so, your guys' thoughts on what you're more excited about. So, the NXT uh, Interim Cruiserweight Championship Tournament, uh, Group A standings right now, Kushida 1-0, Jake Atlas 1-0, Drake Maverick, Drake Maverick sorry, 1-1, one one, Tony Nese 0-2. Uh, Group B has Tazawa 1-0. Isaiah Swerve, Scott, one and one. El Hio del Fantasma, one and one. And Gentleman Jack Gallagher at, at 0 and one. So that is the tournament standings as we speak, as well as uh, AEW just finalized their tournament, uh, you know, their, their last match to take place for the uh, TNT Championship. Uh, it's going to be Cody versus uh, Lance Archer, which a lot of people had called. Uh, Steven, do I even, <laughs> even get, need to get your thoughts? Well, you know what? I, I know what you think of the TNT Championship, but. Uh, what are your thoughts on Archer versus Cody, and will we see Archer uh, take the win or Cody? This was the shocker of all shockers. The finals is Lance Archer and Cody Rhodes. I am shocked by this. Um, I mean, I would think you put it on Lance Archer. You just brought him in. He's what the hell do they call him? The murder hawk monster. If he doesn't win, what was the point? You could have saved him to attack Cody at the end. Um, I'm kind of interested to see what they do. I think it's going to be a hell of a match because I actually like Cody Rhodes and Lance Archer. I almost hope it's a squash that Lance Archer kills him pretty quick, but this tournament has been interesting. I've been excited to watch the matches. I wish they would have not named it that title that, but that's, we'll have that discussion another time. Um, but I mean, I'm excited. I have found it better than the cruiserweight championship tournament. Cause I think isn't everyone like one and one now or something like you win one, you lose one. It's, yeah, it's your typical 50-50 booking from the WWE. So, so it, it's doing nothing for me. All Jones? right. Uh, I got nothing on that. I don't watch that. <laughs> oh, okay. Sorry. Jones, um, Jones, uh, Jones let, let me ask him this. Jones, your thought, because of the current NXT Cruiserweight Champion stuck in Europe, your thoughts on them putting a championship on a, in, uh, like an interim champion, uh, the same way they did with Razor Ramon and Shawn Michaels. I mean... Um, the situation for what it is. Are you okay with them wanting to see that TV or sorry that tele or that championship on TV again? You might as well give it to someone else. Let them have it, and whenever the guy comes back to your country, then you can have a match between those two. If anything, it's kind of a win-win. The real champion is stuck in traffic, so hey, you guys battle it out. It will actually help establish someone, and then here comes the other guy. Rah! All right, Sean, your thoughts on the uh, the two uh, 
well, I guess the tournaments, essentially what they are, one's kind of um, round robin versus uh, finals. But um, any interest in either one at this point? Well, round robin is definitely yeah, something different for WDE to have done. They normally don't do that style. They just do usually the bracket elimination and done. Uh, so this is definitely unique for them. Um, looking at the eight participants, I don't know really other than possibly Kushida and who knows on the other side of the bracket who would uh, come out of it. But there's a big question mark of who will come out of that whole thing. And it's not as cut and dry as what the uh, tournament was over in AEW. Now, some of the brackets and matchups, I was happy with the matches, but also at the same time looking big picture, thinking they wasted some of their um, matchups and did it for empty arenas for starter and also just wasting it on free TV. Like Sammy Guevara against Darby Allen. How many times have they now done that? Meanwhile, it should be an amazing match between them if given the right time and put it on pay-per-view. Darby Allen against Cody Rhodes. Now, that's at least the second time we've seen them already go at it. The company is less than a year old, and we went to a time limit draw and a wonky finish uh, this week. That match is another one that should be safe for pay-per-view. They telegraphing it to being Cody and uh, Archer. Yeah, saw that as soon as they put up the brackets and when they announced it. Storytelling-wise, yeah, it's good the way they did it with Archer going uh, through Dustin to get to Cody. But, you know, it is what it is and the condition we're at, but a little too telegraphed. So it depends on uh, what you like in your wrestling. If you want to see what you visually can see happening happen and you go oh okay i'm happy or the question mark which is going on with the cruiserweight of who's going to come out of this and have a little more suspense yes it's bad 50 50 booking at the moment but you also have that question mark of is drake mavericks firing a work or is he truly trying to impress and stay employed Okay, let, let, let me let me ask this in, in today's universe compared to what we grew up with. So let's talk 96, 97 WCW. How old were you? Any of you guys? Oh, I would be going in 96, 97. 20, 21? 13? 14? Jones? 24, I believe. Okay, so um, let's put it this way. So we're talking about Darby Allen, Sammy Grovera, um, any of those guys right there. Um, how many times can we see them in the ring? How many times can we see them on free local television as opposed to a pay-per-view? The reason I bring up 1996, 1997 WCW because of this. Dean Malenko, Chris Jericho, Rey Mysterio, Ultimo Dragon. Could you ever get enough of those guys back in that day? Because to me, as a wrestling fan, I couldn't. Last summer when I met Ultimo Dragon, I marked out the same way. And I'm going on 44 years old next uh, next year, nef- next month. Um, the fact is, if I were to meet Rey Mysterio at 44 years old, I would still mark out Dean Malenko, Chris Jericho, all of those guys. You know what I mean? Juventud Guerrero, Psychosis, any of those guys. I couldn't get enough of them back at my age. And I'm the same age as Sean, so I'm talking like 20, 21, 22 years old. 
you know, to us, anybody who's 20, 21 years old, maybe now is thinking to themselves, I can't get enough of Sammy Guevara as, as well as Darby Allen. Um, and a lot of those same guys, uh, you know, the Kip Sabians and, and any of those guys. Can you compare our generation watching the Ultimo Dragon, Ray Mysterio, Di Malenko, Chris Jericho? Can you compare those guys to Darby Allen as well as Sammy Guevara nowadays to, say, teenagers or as well as people in their early 20s? Or has the business changed that much that there is no comparison between those guys back then and these guys now in, say, the past 23 years? There's a big difference because you named, what, when we were that age in 96, 97, there was, what, six or seven guys that would interchange, and it wasn't always Darby Allen, Sammy Guevara. Because you can't even throw Kip Sabian in there, unfortunately, because they've done a piss poor job of presenting him as a even a mid card guy. He's not really a big deal. I mean, so is Kip Sabian twenty twenty version of El Dandy? Yes, actually, I think El Dandy would rank a little higher on that pecking order. Super Calo, yeah, Super Calo, Super Calo, the guy with the hat on backwards and the sunglasses, yeah. Yeah, look, look at Nitro. We you'd watch it. It might be Jericho Malenko one week and Mysterio Malenko. Like there was always interchanging parts, so it always seemed fresh and new. Even if you saw, you'd only ever see really a, the same matchup. What maybe once a month? Ah, uh, I disagree with that to a point because between Nitro Thunder and Saturday Night. You were pretty much guaranteed every month you'd see the same darn matches. Uh, I know that with the higher card. I don't know how many times they've seen Lex Luger against Sting or Lex Luger against Ric Flair. It's the same ones every, like, it seemed every week. Uh, and the same with the um, uh, the uh, um, uh, the Cruiserweights and that. You've seen them all the time. And also... A lot of these, there used to be less wrestlers, it seemed, than there is now. There's a hell of a lot more wrestlers out there than there was. So I think people are fine with seeing the same guys go at it as long as they're progressing, as long as they're still telling a story. All right. So we're running short on time here. So I'm just going to uh, I'll, I'll go through this quickly. Anything that you guys want to touch base on, go ahead. Uh, Impact uh, Rebellion Night 2 world title situation was decided. Moose came out with the TNA Championship. Um, Apollo Crews outed the Money in the Bank ladder match at this point. Um, Ethan Page did his final YouTube live stream with his Q&A. He's moving over to Twitch. Uh, David Arquette wrestling documentary acquired for distribution, so we'll see that come out. John Cena read Dr. Zeus as part of a virtual graduation. There is a video of that online for any John Cena fans. Uh, Justin Roberts has a podcast on YouTube. Thank you for being a friend. Uh, this week's guest, Dr. Luther, uh, Canadian. Um, Chris Van Vliet, another Canadian, had Brett, uh, Britt Baker on the show. Uh, she talks about how her and Adam Cole met, her heel turn, Tony Schiavone, AEW women's title, being a dentist. Uh, WB superstars mentioned on Jeopardy. So you get this long reigning game show. And who are the two superstars that they mentioned? Kofi Kingston and No Way Jose. Um, not uh, John Cena. <laughs> but yeah, you know, it kind of cracked me up. But uh, yeah, no way, no way Jose mentioned on Jeopardy. Uh, tonight, WB airing the Sing Brother matches that made me 205 Live episode, which should be cool, uh, pretty cool because of the fact is they used to be the Bollywood boys over there in Vancouver. Um, WWE announces loaded up card for next week's NST as well as AEW Dynamite. It's got a huge card coming up. Um, AEW this week, 693, NXT 637. 
Uh, NXT had Keith Lee versus da- versus Damian Priest. Lance Archer versus Dustin Rhodes was the main event over on uh, AEW. And the big news of the week as far as this part of content goes, WWE 2K Battlegrounds video game set to be released this fall. Uh, guys, any thoughts? <laughs> if you guys could see Sean's face as I'm announcing some of this stuff, it's uh, uh, the reason to tune into video. But uh, guys, your thoughts on any of this? Uh, does any of this excite you at all from the video game coming out to uh, John Cena reading Dr. Zeus to, uh, um, I mean, any of the content that's being put out there as far as what wrestling is nowadays? Yeah, so basically, uh, Impact is going to do what WWE is doing with the Cruiserweight title with having Moose using the old TNA belt. When okay. uh, Blanchard is able to come back, she's going to be going against Moose for that belt, and they'll finally find a way of getting the belt off of Tessa uh, and reestablishing a men's title and women's title. Whether she stays around or not after that, who knows? Hey, anybody can read Dr. Seuss, so why for a graduation? Who knows? The video game, it looked like, what is it? Uh, almost like a Mortal Kombat meets what? Oh, a celebrity deathmatch claymation type uh, bobblehead. Uh, characters so as long as i guess it doesn't have as many glitches as 2k20 did maybe fans are going to be happy and they can try and wait for 2k22 to fix all the glitches from 20 to give fans a new uh storyline uh mode for a wrestling game who knows and yeah you ran down a lot of other topics that were like okay all right, Stephen or Jones, anything that stands out to you as far as uh, what I mentioned? I mean, the TNA debacle, I tried to watch that, and I don't I, – why? Why do they do things like this stupid-ass shit? Well, let's just say we've said before that – Impact, its biggest problem for advancing and being recognized is the fact that they have that stench of TNA to it. Yes. But then what do they do? Oh, let's bring out the old TNA belt and let's have a TNA reunion show. Yeah, good luck uh, advancing your uh, company. Yeah, it's... Well, I was talking to you, Sean. What? couple weeks ago and I tried to watch TNA Impact or whatever and what did I say? Please put a gun to my head and let me die from this because they have some good talent Ace Austin um, uh, Rosemary uh, I think that's about all at this point um, I mean I would much rather watch MLW on YouTube than Impact and I get it on my TV. That tells you how bad Impact's got. We should have a fantasy warfare uh, tournament with the best Impact wrestlers ever. Uh, that would be the quickest uh, <laughs> show. I think we could get that done in about what two, three minutes. 
Yeah, I am a fan of Impact Wrestling. This goes way back to the days they used to do the weekly pay-per-views, but uh, I'm probably biased about that one as well. Anyways, guys, uh, I want to focus the last uh, 10 minutes or so on stuff that we are doing. So um, here is one of them right here, and this is the best way to be able to reach us. Um, Jones, you weren't part of this show, and I want to have you on future episodes. We have to make sure we always have an odd number of people. But um, what are your thoughts on the Fantasy Warfare Tournament um, uh, doing uh, weekly uh, warfare uh, with regards to 16 competitors or announcers, valets, whatever the case may be, bringing it down to one, sharing opinions as well as crowning champions every single week as content exclusive to uh, TNT, but uh, as a wrestling fan, because I want to ask you this. And Sean, we were talking before, we each had one of our topics that we're going to post up and maybe narrow down to one that people can pick. But Jones, if you were to do a 16 tournament, uh, sorry, a 16 person tournament with one topic due to that has to do with wrestling, what would that topic be? What would that first show that you want to do? What would that be? Off the top of my head, it'd be uh, jobbers. The best, the best jobbers. Could we get sixteen jobbers though? Tom Stone. Oh, oh yeah, if you, yeah, you'd have to go, because a lot of them worked for WWE and then went over to WCW and bounced back and forth. Dusty uh, Wolf. I have a whole list of them. In fact, the trivia that I've been doing. Uh, all the masked men out there, oh my dear lord, the amount of wrestlers that, like Jake the Snake Macho, that were also masked people uh, throughout their career. It's just um, incredible. And a lot of them were jobbers. These masked guys that they were, they, they were just jobbers. We'd have to make sure that was like a, a Saturday night special drinking game or something like that. I mean, how do you how do you talk about so Stephen? You talked about that impact episode. If we were ever to do being quick, I think the jobber one would be quick. Yeah, uh, the one that stands the well, the tag team that stands out the most was actually an NWA tag team, the Mulkey Brothers. The whoa, 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 whoa! What about the Ding Dongs? I know exactly <laughs> the Ding Dongs. <laughs> For name wise, Ding Dongs win. <laughs> And their pink outfits with the bell on them. Chris, are they trying to get me to yell at them today? <laughs> so, Absolutely. <laughs> so I'm not sure if it will ever take place, but if 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 it doesn't, and we were to have a finals for uh, Barry Horowitz taking on Iron Mike Sharp. No, 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 no! I got him! I got him! I got him! I I wish there was a room in the Hall of Fame for some jobbers. Well, don't forget Brooklyn Brawler. Brawler, yeah. Like See, it would, be, it would be harder than you think because then you have the guys that could wrestle pretty good, like the Armstrongs. They were jobbers. Ooh, but you you Jobber. always got good matches out of them, especially on like Saturday, WCW Saturday Night, which WCW Saturday Night was my favorite to watch amongst all of them. I just love that show. Yeah, I didn't mind that at all. It was a different feel to it, so... It was quick matches, and you got like 12, 13 matches in two hours. Yeah, so guys, while we're on this topic, uh, the official hashtag for the show is uh, hashtag FWR on TNT. But as you can see right now on the screen, that is the official uh, Patreon page that has the tier systems on it that I could not find on the show that we just previously had done. But um, I've listed everything because we're hashtag throwdown army is one of the official hashtags to this show. But um, so, uh, you know, you're officially listed as a private sergeant captain, or I think general is the last one. 
Um, but being part of it, so $3 a month, you get a shout out every episode on TNT. Five bucks a month, shout out every episode, exclusive access to the vault, exclusive access to classic episodes of OWR, Ontario Wrestling Recap, as well as exclusive access to episodes of the Fantasy Warfare Tournament. First one we did tonight live and free. Uh, any future episodes will be on Patreon exclusive to them. Uh, then there is a ten dollar tier. Shout out to every on every episode of TNT. Exclusive access to the vault featuring classic interviews. Exclusive access to OWR as well. Exclusive access to episodes of the Fantasy Warfare Tournament. And then you get to co-host an episode of TNT that's once per month. If you want to donate twenty bucks a month, basically shout out uh, exclusive access, exclusive access, exclusive access. Fantasy Warfare Tournament. Co-host an episode of TNT. And on top of that, uh, I put a listing as your show. So you get to co-host a live episode of TNT, reviewing, recapping, or talking about whatever you want regarding Canadian independent or pro wrestling. So those are the tiers as it stands right now. Uh, email us, or the website address is up on the screen there. So you can see uh, patreon.com forward slash T and throw down CA. Um, as we had mentioned on the show previous to this, the fact is all the money that we raise from Patreon is going to charity. It will be charity with regards to Cody Jr., I think, to begin with, and then any other charities that you can think of as far as Ontario Independent Wrestling goes. Um, Sean just had a, a good idea uh, just through the chat here. Uh, what about getting maybe some fellow wrestlers to be part of the uh, tournament as well? So That's Steven who thought that. Oh, sorry. Both names start with S. Okay, Steven, there's, there's... Sean, it's okay. He gets confused really. <laughs> Omega, it's, it, it's understand he's... He's a little, you know, we have to just be nice to him, people like him. Okay, so Sean agrees with the with the idea. But anyways, this is Steven's, Steven's uh, thoughts on maybe get two wrestlers to join us. So uh, that would be cool. we could do interviews with them between each round. We could do interviews as well as that would uh, give us uh, five people. Um, I don't mind stepping out on the show. So the fact is I, I can host it, uh, make sure everything goes, uh, you know, good. And then Jones, if you want to be part of a show and we get two wrestlers on there, that would be great as well. Like I said, it's got to be an, an uh, odd number of people on the show to be able to make the votes count and make them count fairly. But anyways, like I said, with regards to TNT on Patreon, the fact is we're going to do everything on there exclusive to the Fantasy Warfare Tournament, as well as any donations uh, to, that you make for the uh, the monthly subscription will all go to charity. So um Sean, thank you for the idea for the Fantasy Warfare Tournament. Uh, Steven, thank you for being part of it today, tonight. Um, that idea, I think, sounds cool. I, I, I mean, there's a lot of wrestlers who were fans before they got into the business. I think as long as it wasn't Ontario-based, I think we'd be fine. But uh, having, like, greatest managers, greatest valets, greatest uh, commentators, greatest jobbers, as Jones had put it, I think uh, we'd be able to get people talking that way. And um, just so you know, uh, before we started this episode, on the uh, Scumbags Wrestling uh, Facebook page, I did put up that poll, so there's five topics to choose from, and uh, between now and Sunday night, people can uh, vote on which topic we're going to go with, and then Monday, uh, the winner, winning topic will be announced, and we'll be accepting ideas for who or what should be part of that uh, debate. All right, so Sean, while you're talking about the scumbags of wrestling, what is going on with that group of yours? Uh, what, how, how close are we to 500? And uh, are you thinking about anything new as far as this COVID thing goes to try to keep your uh, time occupied? I'm coming up with a couple ideas. That's why I came up with this idea with the uh, uh, tournament. And I'm looking for a couple other thoughts. Um, as people know, unfortunately, with the COVID-19, uh, the Ontario Indie Road Trip uh, ca event calendar show is on hiatus. And also, there's no... Uh, 
classes happening at the Tyson Deuce Wrestle Factory, except for Tyson and Ethan doing uh, some uh, two to three minute videos with some behind the scenes uh, moves. So we're sharing that on our uh, site and getting ready for uh, episode 103 this weekend. All right. Jones, what's going on with the Wrestle Trivia Challenge? I'm still doing research, making up questions. I got, uh, I haven't done too much this week as far as making up questions. I've been uh, playing darts. I could put my dartboard up. Yeah, so for those that missed it, what was it, last Sunday we had, how many was it, with five of us on there? Four. Oh, myself. players plus uh, Chris hosting. Plus Jonesy, yeah. So it, it is Wrestling Trivia Challenge. Basically what it is is a, a show format based on uh, wrestling trivia from all over the place. I got my ass handed to me, um, you know, I think every show I've been on. Um, Sean, I think Trevor gave you a run for your money on the on the Sunday show, though. Yeah, he did. But uh, it, it is it is uh, fun to be part of because of the fact simply there's stuff on there that I didn't even know existed. There's stuff that makes you think. Um, there's guys' names like Tito Santana that obviously just come to people's minds, no problem at all. Um, who knew he lost seven WrestleManias in a row or whatever the case may be? You know, what, what was it, five? No, it was seven. Oh, okay. You're just, you're just raising your hand just to, to say you're right. That's okay. what I mean. <laughs> all right. Uh, Stephen, what's going on in your world in Toronto? What's keeping you busy uh, nowadays? Nothing uh, other than hopefully – Businesses start to reopen, so I can get back to work. I'm working very little now, and it's driving me crazy. I want to get back out to be watching a lot of live Ontario wrestling here in Toronto because there's a ton of it, and make Sean come all the way to Toronto to watch some good wrestling. What else do you have to do? You don't want to see your wife, do you? Exactly. I'm gonna get him in trouble. It's, no, I'm pretty sure uh, she doesn't watch this show, so I, I, I'm pretty sure we're safe. Plus, when uh, I do go, it's on weekends that she's working. Uh-huh. So yeah, I think I think the first episode we ever did this, I had my wife watch for about five minutes just to make sure the show was airing properly, and she gave me the thumbs up. And I think she shut she shut it down ever since. So, um, anyways, it's not for everybody, but uh, yeah, I can't wait for independent wrestling or pro wrestling to get back on the map. Um, the, the the tough part about it, though, is the fact is they're going to put on live shows again, but the, I, I can't see attendance being the same way it used to be. Um, I mean, London Music Hall or Rec Room in Toronto, whatever the case may be, do you think they're going to sit everybody side by side by side again, or do you think they're going to limit attendance? Who knows? If if we had the answers, we'd be millionaires at this point. One minute, well. <laughs> one minute it's, you know, don't plan on anything anytime soon. And then the next day it's Ontario, get ready for business. So yeah. who like, I, I think, I think the indie promotions will be able to get back to work before the end of summer, but there'll be a limit on the amount of people they can have. Uh, it's the Big ones that are not going to be able to, for a while, everyone's going to be living in the old NWA days of TV where you got like 50 people in the audience. Studio shows. Yeah. But then as far as it goes with indie uh, wrestling, you might not see things like the London Music Hall or your local Legion or gym uh, being hosts. You might end up seeing old arenas like Thompson Arena, 
uh, the Western Fair, where you can space people out and still have more people in it. All right. And yeah. those buildings will start being used for shows again. I mean, Oklahoma just said that they will start, they want live wrestling again with live crowds. I think you're going to find in the States, they're going to be a lot less restrictive. And I think sooner than later, you're going to have big crowds in the States, which I think is going to be a bad idea, but second wave. Yeah. Well, the, the one, the one state that just like allowed a lot of things to reopen their, their numbers shot up crazy uh, uh, today. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, I look back, unfortunately, in this position, end of September, early October, anyways. I think we're not going to get political, but I think they're doing a lot of things that are going to put us back in this position. Um, I expect to see major live wrestling shows in the States probably early June. And then you can just see the snowball effect coming. But the record, yeah. I don't know. You probably could fit basically what we had in there when we were there, Sean. Spaced out just a little more. Probably. I mean, even if they were to lose 50 people, you wouldn't, or 25 people, you wouldn't know. I don't think you would notice it. Yeah, like I guess those have people to- that you're <laughs> losing, is that after they go to the event and get COVID? Well, I mean, <laughs> I'm not. I. I would go to a show, a local show. I'm not worried here. In, like, as bad as it sounds, I'm not worried. I'd go, but we'll see. I, I think they should do a match where it's a, lo- a loser gets COVID. Did you see the stupid Joey Janela <laughs> video? Did anyone see the stupid first uh, social distancing wrestling match? Oh, yeah. No, I haven't seen it. En- enlighten me quickly. It, it's sort of like... Uh... Psycho Mike versus uh, Psycho Mike's uh, conscience, except for you're seeing both moves without being touched. Have you ever heard one? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I almost threw my computer out a window. Oh, my God. My cell phone almost went out the window. Oh. Kind, kind of that, like that old commercial where they'd high five and miss. Oh, it made that AEW tag match look like five-star dream match. It I didn't think and I could. Steven's going to end the show on a sour note. <laughs> I just, you just. Uh, <laughs> All right. Anyways, it's been a long couple hours of talking about wrestling. Maybe too long of, uh, I've listened to Steven talk negative shit about AEW and Kenny Omega, but uh, I guess we'll have to wait and see if he comes back next week. Um, Kenny Omega is a god. Well, not according oh, to Steven right. when Nakazawa is involved. So. Anyways, on that note, guys, I will put up one more uh, screen here. It says uh, hashtag let it go, Steven, to anybody who's listening on audio. Maybe we can get him to let it go by next week, but we'll have to wait and see. Guys, if you followed us in the Fantasy Warfare tournament earlier, thank you very much. If you follow us on this show, thank you very much. Again, tntrodown.ca is the official website for us. Um, episode 17 coming back next week. Uh, TN- what is that noise? What is I'm that? Trying to, I'm trying to send you the stupid match. Oh, there we oh. go. <laughs> All right. Um, episode 17 coming to you live next Thursday. Keep an eye on Sean Scumbags, a wrestling Facebook group, before the next episode of the Fantasy Warfare Tournament, what it's going to be about. Available right now. Yeah, voting's available live right now. 
So guys, thank you very much for doing this. Uh, three hours is such a long time, I tell you that. Uh, but uh, it's been enjoyable, and I uh, can't wait to do more of the Fantasy Warfare Tournament. Uh, Jones, thanks for being a part of this. Steven, thanks for all of your comments, good and bad. And uh, Sean, uh, keep the wife happy. Don't piss her off anymore this weekend. Eh? Yep. All right, see you later, guys. Have a good one. Ciao.